Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. We're going to get into the Word tonight. The title of this message is, It's Time to Walk Again. It's time to walk again. I'll give you the backstory. We're going to look at John 5, but I'll paint the picture for you. So basically, there, there was a place called the Pool of Bethesda. And this is where sick people would gather around. If they had a need, this is the place for them. Because it was said that every so often, an angel would stir the waters and the first one in would be healed. And there's this guy, he's been there for 38 years, he's crippled, and he hasn't made it in the water first, and so he hasn't been healed. And of course, when Jesus enters the story, he's not just interested in, in the healthy, but he goes towards those that are in need, he goes towards the sick, and so he comes to this place, and this is where we'll pick up the story tonight. John 5 verse 5 says this, One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? I just got to stop there because someone needs to know tonight um, that Jesus sees you that you think you've been overlooked. You think your circumstance has been amiss for God. No, no, He has seen you and by His mercy and by His compassion, He is drawn toward you. He sees you. He goes and He says, Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, while I'm trying Someone else goes down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. It's funny how they have a problem with him now that he's healed, uh, but not when he was sick lying there. But he replied, the man who made me well, said to me, pick up your mat and walk. Church, it is time to walk again. Can we pray tonight? Father God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that it is alive and active. Uh, And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that You would do a work in us tonight, that You would show us again who You are, that You would show us um, who You are as the helper. God, that You would cause us to walk again. And Lord, that these be your words and not my own. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't know about you, but um, my first car, it was a Ford Falcon wagon. And it had um, three seats in the front, which was just the coolest thing ever. I had to have my two friends next to me. Not sure how legal that was. but uh, um, And it had the roller windows and, and it was a good time. Um, it also had this issue with its heating component. In fact, if you put the aircon on, it could overheat and break down. Not ideal. Um, But I remember it was this one uh, very hot day and I was taking my brother and his mate home from school. And we had a set of lights. 
didn't even have the aircon on, sitting at the set of lights. It's just a good old red light. And, and, um, and all of a sudden, the car shakes. It goes, like we feel the car shake. And then it just goes silent. And I'm like, what was that? And so I, I remember going, okay, this is, this is odd. And so I put my foot down on the accelerator and no word of a lie, the car was in drive and it jolted me back in reverse. So I slam on the brake, I turn the car off, I can't get it on again. And who knows in a stressful situation, things that are clear become very blurry. I'm trying to find my hazards. My brother's yelling at me, I'm yelling at him and everything seems blurry. We're stuck at the same place. People are beeping us, like how rude. They didn't understand what we were going through. But um, we missed the green light. Next red light, we're still waiting at the same place. And um, it does it again. Shakes, goes silent, go to put my foot down on the accelerator, jolts me back into reverse, slam on the brakes. I end up getting the car to go far enough to the fire station, which was about 15 metres ahead. And... um, They were just the most helpful men. I walked into uh, the fire station. They were watching a movie. And and Dan's all in distress. I'm like, you know, this has happened. They said, just make sure the car's gone by evening. And so thanks for the help, firemen. Um, Thank you for your service, but it wasn't very good. But I don't know about you, but haven't you ever felt a little shaken? Haven't you ever felt like you're trying to move forward and things aren't working? I mean, I'm trying. This man was trying, but he was shaken and he's waiting at the same place, hoping for the healing. He's trying, but he's stuck. This man was stuck. And isn't it interesting that sometimes the battles we fight, the struggles we have become the labels we wear in our life, become the things that define us in our life. I just have a few questions for us tonight. The first one is this, um, what's labeling you? What's labeling you? Because this man for 38 years was known as the invalid. He was known as the invalid. That was his label to wear. I remember, you know, uh, we loved hideouts growing up. We, we, we loved finding a hideout. My brother comes to me one Saturday night, probably like five years old, and he's like, I found a new hideout. And I'm like, sick. Like, where is it? And so we go into the garage, and like we had a Toyota Tarago. Like big family, full of six kids, eight in the car at a time. Anyway, he, he climbs up the front screen of the car. He sits on the top. He's like, this is it. And I'm like, mad, coolest hideout ever. So we go get snacks and we're climbing up the car and we're climbing back down and we're climbing up. Three days later, we were going to a friend's house and it was nighttime. And it was, so it was dark and it was pouring down rain like completely pouring down. And my dad, he was struggling to see. He was struggling to see because there was a bunch of marks on the windscreen. And my mom says, 
what are all these marks? And of course, my dad goes, no, no, honey, it's okay. It's just some hands. And I'm sitting there knowing that that is not just some hands because we were sliding down that thing. We were running up and down that thing all night. But it was, it was hindering the way he was driving because his vision had been marked by something. Do you know, church, sometimes there are things in our lives that mark us. And there is the choice. Will we live marked by the disappointment? Will we live marked by the failures, by the mistakes, by the sickness, by the labels that have been on your life? Or will you live marked by what Jesus did on the cross? See, this man, he didn't just have one label because he clearly didn't have any friends. No one was helping this man. Not only was he invalid, he was lonely. He was not worthy. God came to change his story. I had a friend who, who, who was, she would be waking up at one o'clock every night with thoughts that you're not good enough. That you, this isn't, you're, you're not enough. And she was at a youth camp and she experienced the presence of God. So when she woke up next time, she put worship music on. She began to fall asleep with worship music saying, why? Because God had a new label over her life. God had a new song for her to sing. Do we give more power to the labels that, that we've worn, that the failures we've had, or to, to the power of Jesus Christ, to what He did on the cross? Your situation, your battle, your sickness, your issue, whatever it is, your need is not more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. And He is an almighty God who was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And it said, by His wounds, we are healed. I gotta tell you tonight, there is a new label for you to wear. Because of what He did, you have been made worthy. You are a son and daughter of the Most High. You are His tonight. You are healed tonight. Second question I have for you tonight is this. Um, where do you place your hope? Where do you place your hope? Because, you know, there's a correlation between hope and help. Where you place your hope is where you look to for help. The psalmist says, I lift my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. It was about where He would set His eyes. Hope is about where we set our eyes. This man, he could have set it on his own ability to get up, but his own, his own ability to wiggle into that pool. No, no, no. He, he, he could have set his hope on someone noticing him, on a friend to help him. But no hope promises to help you like the Holy Spirit. No hope promises to help you like the Holy Spirit because He is known as your helper. The problem is, I think sometimes we struggle to admit that we need help. And we spend more energy trying to hide the pain rather than getting the help we need. I remember I played a lot of sport growing up. I had a few injuries, broke my collarbone, snapped it in half. And so my shoulder's hanging down. My mum calls me. She's like, do you think it's broken? I said, no, ma'am. This is all good. I was playing soccer and I, I split a bone in my wrist. 
And mum's like, man, you need to get that checked. And I said, no, ma'am, it's okay. I go to pick up the cereal bowl the next morning. I dropped it because there was no strength in my arms. Playing touch footy once and I sprained my ankle. And so the coach, she runs over. She's like, do you need ice? I said, no, ma'am, I'm okay. And, it's, and, it's, and it became so swollen and so obviously uh, I'm in need of help. And so I, I used all my energy trying to walk normally rather than getting the help I needed. Sometimes in the world we live, with the media we have, we spend more energy trying to create the facade that we are okay rather than getting the help we need. Because it was just some simple things. It was just some simple supports that I needed to add that would bring about a healing process. But I made it far more difficult because I thought that if I just deny it long enough, then it'll go away. But God is saying, no, no, present your whole self. Bring me everything, all your needs, all your hang-ups, whatever it is, I'm more powerful than, but I want to help you. And sometimes the journey of healing is a process. It is a journey. That's what healing can be sometimes, a journey. And there are some structures and there are some things that He wants to put in your life. If you would respond to the Holy Spirit, if you would respond to His promptings. There are no facades with God. This this hope in the Holy Spirit's not far-fetched. Because when Jesus left, He left us with the Holy Spirit. And so that help is not far-fetched. It is close. It is daily. It is a prompting. He is with you. The third question I have for us tonight is, is this. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Another translation of well was to mean whole. And it's a good question to ask because who doesn't want to be made whole? See, this man, this man had been labelled by something for most of his life. And when God called him to walk, that thing that carried him for most of his life, he picked up. He carried the thing that had control over him for most of his life. Do you know the power of God will cause you to overcome? Do you know the power of God brings healing? Do you know the power of God leads you into a life of wholeness? If you've been carried by something your whole life, God is calling you tonight. Hang on, um, you can pick it up. It doesn't have to define you any longer. It doesn't have to define you. He goes on to not just heal him of the fact that he was crippled, but he goes on to forgive him. You see, with God, healing is always deeper than what's on the surface. He, he began to heal the man's soul. It was a walk into wholeness. It was a walk into wholeness. And his desire for you, his desire for you is that you would walk in wholeness. His desire is for you that you would be free, that you would live in freedom, that you would live in a new peace, that you would live in a love, that you would live forgiven. His desire for you is to walk in wholeness. 
But I feel like we're going to put a disclaimer. Because sometimes it can be uncomfortable. Sometimes the journey of healing can be uncomfortable. I remember sitting on the couch one day, I was unwell. And my mom, she brings me this hydrolyte ice block. I said, that's the most disgusting thing in my life. I, um, I took a bite and I was like, that's disgusting. It's supposed to help me, but it was gross. And so I chucked it behind the couch. And I don't know, it was dumb, I know. Uh, um, but she was vacuuming later. And all I hear is, Talia! Of course, that thing would have melted. It's disgusting. It's bad. But see, the thing is, even though it was supposed to help me, I felt like it was more comfortable to just lay there. I didn't like the taste of it. Sometimes the things in our life, God's trying to bring about healing. And you're not going to like the taste of everything He reveals. You're not going to like the change He always brings at the, at the start. But He's causing you to walk in wholeness. And it can be uncomfortable. I don't know if this man had a place to go, a home to be, some friends to see. There was, um, there was this unknown with his healing. A new life that he, he, he didn't have any reference point for because the last 38 years, he had spent his life crippled by the pool. And despite not knowing what his new life would look like, he, he began the journey to walk into wholeness with God. And I think about my family. Think about my mum coming from intense abuse. Feeling hopeless, feeling stuck, feeling like she was shaken. But God had a different story for her. She gets saved after having three kids. She has another three, there's six of us. And they're all here today, you know, in love with Jesus, serving God. And you know what? From her reference point, that wasn't possible. From the life she came from, that wasn't possible. But with God, anything is possible. It was a journey into wholeness. She entered a journey into healing. And God did a work in her heart. He did a work in my dad. And they raised six kids to love and to follow Jesus. It's Him. It is Him we put our hope in. It is Him we put our hope in. It is Him that defines us. It is Him that makes us whole. You don't have to look very far because He's here tonight. And He's asking you, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Because there's a life that I have planned for you. There is a life that I have planned for you. Reminds me of, reminds me of, I took my brother out once for his birthday. I like to, to go all out to make sure he knows he's special. I remember making everything, even making the bread, that, the, the bagels and, and, and like from scratch because I wanted to know 
I wanted him to know how much he was loved. And so I wanted the whole day to, to show how he was loved. And if I did that for one day, for someone I love, how do you think God does that for you? He's got a life planned for you. And along the journey, there will be miracles. There will be healing. There will be things to say, I love you. Do you want to be made whole? He is inviting you into this journey of wholeness and He's got plans and purposes for your life. Far more than you can imagine. Better than any expectation you can set. He's got a new story for you. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ set us free. So stand firm and do not fall back into a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. Stand firm. Horizon Church, you're being called to walk again, to stand again. It might be uncomfortable, but He's calling you into wholeness. He's calling you into a life of wholeness, not just a moment, not just a Sunday night, not just, it's not just a pretty message on a Sunday. It, is, it will impact your Monday. It will impact your workplace. It will impact your family. He's calling you into a life of wholeness. So I'm not asked tonight if you've got a need. Maybe it's healing in your body. Maybe, it's, maybe you've been struggling with an addiction. Maybe, maybe you've just made some mistakes in life. Maybe you've been battling with things and it's like the car, you've been trying to move forward, but nothing is working. Came to tell you tonight, there is a God that is bigger than your circumstance. And if you've got a need, He will come to the pool, He will meet you where you're at and He will call you to walk out changed. So we're gonna go back into a time of worship. And as the team worship, if you've got a need tonight, if you wanna touch from God tonight, if you wanna walk in wholeness tonight, no matter your need, I, I want you to come down and take a step of faith and come to the front and receive from God. I believe you will receive from God tonight, that you won't leave empty handed. But if that's you as the worship team, as they begin to play, I want you to have your moment with God. Bring your needs to God because He is calling you to walk in wholeness tonight. So church, as we go in to this worship, give it all, lay it all to God because He is more powerful. He is greater. He is your helper. And He will redefine the things that have defined your life. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.